Hi, thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. I'm Michelle Ferguson, and uh, I am very excited about this subject. Um, this will be my third podcast, third week addressing this issue. I'm not sure how long this will go, but I want to encourage you, if you have not heard the first two podcasts concerning this issue of being free to be me, that you go back and you listen to those and get that word in your heart. I'm going to pick up here, um, but today what I want to talk about is learning to be thankful and grateful right where you are. Again, we're talking about the subject of being free to be me. And we already know that God created you in his image and his likeness, that we are a spirit, we possess a soul, and we live in a body, and that our definition of who we are should always come down to what God says about us and not about circumstances. But I want to talk a little bit today about how not to become like the children of Israel. In the last podcast, we spent a lot of time talking about the children of Israel and how they had God had given them any and everything that they needed in their freedom, giving them what they asked for, and also gave them things that they didn't ask for, because that's just how good he is. But yet so many of them failed to actually get to the full promise of God because of their decisions. And I want to submit this to you. It really comes down to thankfulness and gratefulness, really having an attitude of gratitude. Satan comes in to try and get us in a place of complacency. And complacency is so dangerous because when you get complacent, instead of looking at all the things that you have and being grateful for them, when you start looking at all the things that you don't have, it changes your focus. And when you change your focus, your thinking starts to get aligned with lack. And wherever your thoughts are going, chances are your life is going to follow that, which is why the Bible talks about the importance of renewing your mind with the word of God on a daily basis. The Bible says that godliness with contentment is great gain. And I want to submit to you, everything in your life may not be going the way you envisioned it, the way you planned for it to go, and all of those different sorts of things. But I promise you this, if you're honest and you sit back, there's something to be thankful for. You woke up this morning, you're breathing. Most of us are, are able to walk or, or talk, or, and even if you're not able to do those things, there are things created in this world to help us in those, those environments. That's the, that's the glory of God. Even in our situations where things may not be exactly where they need to be, there's always something to be thankful for. If you think about, you know, I, I mentioned this, there was a show, and I'm not even sure if it's still on, but it was like, uh, basically the show was about just showing you all the different ways you could die, <laughs> just on a daily basis. And, you know, one of the things I really took from that is, wow, our angels are doing so much more for us than we realize. There's so many people who would wish to be where you are today. Even if you're like, oh, I hate my life. There's somebody that'd be wishing for that. And the presence of God is still on you. The fact that you're able to hear this podcast right now and get this word, that's something to be thankful for. Uh, Genesis chapter three, I'm just gonna show this example. This is Adam and Eve. And obviously, uh, I always joke about, you know, me and Eve are gonna have a come to Jesus meeting when I get to heaven because of her decisions that affected us women. But anyway, um, chapter three says now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And the interesting thing about it is this word subtle. Oftentimes, when Satan brings things into your life to get you off the perfect will of God for your life and cut off your blessings, it's not always something that's super obvious. We're looking for the big stuff, the big sins. Well, I don't do that. Well, I'm not over here getting drunk and I'm not I'm not doing whatever you consider to be the big sins. But I want to challenge you to look for the subtle things. Uh, it says, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. 
But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you are not going to die, for God knows that in the day you eat it, then your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as God's knowing good and evil. And when the woman looked at the tree and saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Check this out. Now, <laughs> I think it's interesting that the Bible said, when the woman looked at the tree and saw the tree and start analyzing the tree, well, hadn't she already seen that tree? Hadn't she already looked and analyzed that tree? Why does she, why, why is that even there? That when the woman saw that the tree was good for evil and, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, why? Because I think it really highlights a very important key here is that what she said and the word of God said was of all the trees in the garden she could eat. And I believe before that time that the serpent kind of came up and tempted her, that's what she was focused on. All of the, look at all that God has blessed us with. But when Satan tricked her and got her looking at this, this is what God says you can't have. And she started focusing on that instead of being thankful for all the other things he had already done and had already given her, she got off. How many times have you gotten off because instead of being thankful for all the things God has already given you, you're focused on the one or two or three things that you wish would change? And as a result of this, this woman not only lost her house, she brought contention into her marriage, even her children. One of her children killed her other child. I mean, all of these things were allowed to come into her life because of a bad decision, because of unthankfulness. There are so many things I could go through in this passage, but I want to challenge you here is that learning to be thankful is the key. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. What does that mean? That means God moves when you thank him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And when I believe that God has my best interest at heart, even if it doesn't look like I wanted to look. I release my faith in knowing that I'm a child of God and God has more for me. And the Bible also says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You know, God is always way ahead of us. We come into a problem, it's our first time seeing it, and we're like, let me figure out what I'm about to do. But no, God is way ahead of you. He's not surprised by the situation or circumstance that's come into your life. I really learned this uh, issue uh, it really became even more highlighted in my life with the birth of my son. And for those of you who know my testimony, uh, I was believing God for a husband. It felt like forever. And it just, you know, I didn't get married until my late, late 30s. And so I was already in the back of my mind. You know, my clock had been ticking for a while. And, you know, the medical profession and everything, they'll, they'll tell you, you know, hey, that's considered a geriatric pregnancy after the age of 35. Well, I wasn't even married at 35. So, you know, we had some losses and different things happen in our life, but we got to the place where God blessed us with our little, you know, our miracle baby, Lucas, and he's beautiful and all that kind of stuff. And it took so many miracles to get me to that place. And, uh, you know, but when Lucas was born, it didn't go the way that I envisioned it. People kept sending me books, and thank God for that, but there's one book in particular people kept sending me, Supernatural Childbirth. And that book just, it's a great book, and it lays out the word for the issue, and it really just helped in all things. But I had this birth plan in mind that I thought everything was going to go a certain way. Well, unfortunately, I overrode some things in my spirit, 
And so as a result of that, I ended up having a very, very difficult uh, four days in labor and all that kind of stuff and just crazy. And so I was upset about that. I was, I was upset about that. And I kept hearing all these other people that, oh, you know, I was just, I had all my scriptures, child, and I was meditating on the word, and not just one push, and he came out. And I'm like, Lord, I, I've already, I mean, come on. I, it, took for, it took so much for us to get here, and then it's going to happen like this. But then naturally, I was just a little twisted when the baby was born, and then, you know, I, I didn't bond as well at the beginning um, as I thought I would. I was tired. I slept through a lot of some, you know, just, you know, my husband, I look back at some of my husband's pictures, and I'm like, I don't even remember that. I don't know where I was. I was in the room, but <laughs> I don't even remember half of it. And then I started, you know, when we got home, and some of the challenges start coming of being a mom, and I, I just let myself. You, got, you always got to be careful when life gives you permission to be depressed. And I had in my mind, I slipped into a depression because I thought it was just normal. Like, you know, it's postpartum, you know, people go through postpartum depression, it's normal. And I really started to slip into that. And I was just mad about everything. I, just down to, I'm like, my son, you know, I felt like he should look more like me than he did and he didn't. And I, so then I was mad about that. Like, I mean, you know, I would talk to my husband like, I mean, I mean, who does this kid look like? You know, and people would be like, who do y'all think he looks like? I'm like, I don't know. He don't look like me. You know, I was just really, really just, my emotions were just going there, just down to the, the dumbest things. Um, and it started to really affect my relationships and affect how I looked at things. And even one day somebody came over and said, let me be a blessing to y'all. Let me watch this kid for y'all. Y'all go out to eat. Y'all been cooped up in this house. So my husband and I pick one of our favorite restaurants, but get out there and it's like, whew, it's just nice to breathe air and just have some freedom and have some time. And um, I cried the whole time. I mean, my poor, <laughs> my poor husband. I mean, I cried the whole time. And he was looking at me like I could see it in his face. He was trying to be supportive. But I could just really just see it in his face. He was like, oh my gosh, I mean, <sighs> what in the world? And you know, that's just how I was living. And so one day, uh, about four weeks in, I was at home, and, you know, I'm kind of of the old school that you don't take your kid out before six weeks, but he was four weeks old, and I was like, you know what, you know, I'm about to just run to the store for a second, pick up some pajamas, no big deal. So I get in the parking lot, take my son out. Um, thankfully and prayerfully, uh, thankfully, uh, I left him in his car seat uh, and put his car seat connected into the stroller. You know, they have these strollers where you can just keep the car seat. I put him in. And I'm walking in the parking lot, I'm walking to the store, and uh, I'm just pretty much standing there at the crosswalk waiting for cars to cross and um, watching people run stop signs and stuff. So I'm being extra vigilant. And uh, sure enough, this SUV comes out of the clear blue. We weren't even in an intersection and turned right into us and hit me and my son. And uh, I remember the fear that hit me when I realized, when I heard the bang of the stroller um, and just felt that impact. I, I it, you know, it was in Michigan, it was in November, it's cold, so the baby was wrapped up. I couldn't see him, he was silent. I was afraid to open him, I didn't know what I was gonna see. I'm like, what just happened? Long story short, as this podcast is already way longer than I intended it to be, but long story short, um, God delivered us out of that. And I remember when we got to the hospital, they put us in a trauma room, 
And the thing about the trauma room is, which I didn't know because I had never been in trauma, I don't intend to ever be in a trauma room ever again, uh, was that it's just wide open. Any other injuries are in the room, there's no walls, there's no curtains to separate because they're just jumping from patient to patient as needed. And when we got there and I'm in a wheelchair, my husband had finally gotten there and here's my son. And they, won't, they wouldn't remove him from his car seat at the scene of the accident. And so here we are just sitting there watching them take him out, like four or five people working on him, just trying to make sure he's okay and trying to, because he's only four weeks, couldn't tell you anything. And as I sat there and I watched my son, and I'm waiting to find out, is this kid okay? As he's screaming his head off um, and all these sorts of things. I felt so stupid Be, about just the stupid stuff I was mad about. I was mad about my nursing wasn't going so well and who he looks like and, you know, the birth didn't go the way I wanted it to and I'm not getting enough sleep or all these different things. And I just realized at that moment in time when I almost lost it all, almost lost the blessing of God in my life, how I allowed complacency and complaining to take a hold of my life. And had I even opened the door for Satan to come in and think he can take the blessing of God because I made a decision to stop being thankful for what he did and what he had given me and started complaining looking at what I thought I had, what, what, what other people look like on Instagram. They lost their weight immediately. And I'm like, what is this pouch on my stomach? And just all the things just really, really came into perspective in that moment in the trauma room. And that changed my life forever. And so instantly, so interesting, the depression died that day. Because even when I found myself in situations where I was challenged or situations or things that weren't going the way I wanted to be, now I'm like, thank you, Lord, I'm, I'm happy to even be here. I'm happy that there is a baby screaming his head off right now, demanding to be fed, and I just fed you. I'm happy that my life has changed and there are adjustments that have to be made because this is a blessing of God. And the attitude of gratitude not only removed uh, the depression out of my life, it helped start restoring relationships and opportunities to open up things in my life for God to come in and start to bring restoration and start to let the anointing of God fill my home again and fill my life again and being putting my trust back in God that no matter what I face, I'm, I'm, I'm enough. God made me be enough, but it all starts with an attitude of gratitude. So I wanna challenge you, stop looking at what you think you don't have and start being grateful for what you do have. And when you do that, you open up the door for God to get into your life and continue to multiply you beyond your wildest dreams. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. As always, I'm gonna encourage you to share it with your friends and family. Log on to michelleferguson.org for more material, and I'd ask you to prayerfully consider partnering with us. We are looking to expand in media and take this word uh, from God to the, you know, I love the internet and I love what technology is being given us. And so I'm looking to expand in that area so that we can continue to be a blessing and reach some of those people in some of these areas that really need to hear this word. And we ask you to consider helping us. And I want to thank you in advance for that. Um, as always, I'm Michelle Ferguson, helping you to discover, develop, and celebrate who God has created you to be. Come back next week.